Coordinates Found, the Outdoor Parent Podcast. Hi, it's Jelaine, your host of the Outdoor Parent Podcast. Today, I invited two musher moms to chat about dog sledding a little bit more and to see what it might look like for different families. My name is Jennifer Swans. I am in Princeton, Minnesota. I've only been mushing about two years. Uh, We have six dogs now. I have two kids, five and seven. Perfect. How many dogs do you have? We have six dogs. Six dogs. Okay. Yep, six dogs. Perfect. Uh, My name is Jamie Perry. I have been running sled dogs for 27 years. Um, I have 18 dogs, or my daughter and I have 18 dogs. Riley is 13 years old, and we do limited class sprint racing across the Midwest and into Canada, Um, and we live in central Wisconsin. If you guys wouldn't mind walking us through a typical day or a typical week or even roughly a typical month, what does mushing and dog sledding look like for your family? What are the chores that you guys do? What are the um, tasks that you do with your kids or without your kids? Okay. Um, So on a daily basis, we are watering the dogs in the winter. We do soup in the morning before school and work. And then in the afternoon after school or work, we... um, do feeding and kennel cleaning. Last night was a like once a week we bed the dogs. Uh, we train two to three days a week. Um, when we train at home, that's quick and easy. We can train out of the driveway. Um, and then on the weekends, if we're not racing, we load up and travel up north to train on sleds. Um, and we have two of the dogs live in the house, so they add some extra chores because they're outside during the day. Um, on the rest of the the week like on the off seasons my daughter enjoys doing 4-H projects with the dogs so the vast majority Mm -hmm. of them have done obedience training some are going to start agility um and we do a lot of trick training and stuff like that so we do a lot of footwork all year round with young dogs and we usually have one to three puppies a year so that adds some extra work there too And is your daughter involved in all the aspects of it, or does she help out when she can? What does that look like for her? Uh, Riley is involved in all aspects. Um, The last couple years, she's even had some say in breeding decisions. Um, She did, our our last litter we did last year is a year old. She got first pick out of that litter and trained her her puppy all by herself. she gets involved in who runs on what teams, particularly her teams, in positions and things like that now. And then actually this last weekend, she brokered her very first, own, her on her own, a dog buying deal with an, another musher. So she's become quite active in all of it. Oh, that's amazing. That's yeah. super cool. <laughs> that's the dream right there. Uh, <laughs> what, a, what about you, Jennifer? What does oh your goodness. How routine do I look like? Oh my goodness, behind that? <laughs> You've been warned. (laughs) Right, exactly. Um, Well, most of our dogs are rescue dogs or dogs that we've adopted. So as a family, we've decided um, which dogs we are getting. Um, In the morning, uh, right now, all of our dogs stay inside. We are building our kennel um, this year just because having six dogs in the house is getting to be too many. Um, but in the morning we let them all out, uh, get the kids out to school. My daughter is 
in preschool. So I pick her up around 1030 and then we come home and she helps me with uh, feeding the dogs. And uh, usually we'll go for a run if my work schedule isn't too hectic. Um, otherwise, we'll run in uh, the late afternoon. Uh, we try to get out before dark, but um, sometimes they'll come out with me at night. We are able to run just from our property, which is great. Um, on the weekends, we will sometimes meet up with other local mushers. Right now, we're only involved in sprint racing just because of the number of dogs that we have. Um, it's not anything that's too serious. We just started last year. Uh, both my kids are wanting to get into junior mushing. Um, so we've worked a little bit on the sled this year. I'm hoping we can get more snow because right now it's really icy. So we haven't been able to do a whole lot. It's been more on the ATV, unfortunately. But they are both looking forward to getting into um, junior mushing uh, within the upcoming year to two years. My son's old enough this year, uh, but my daughter's only five. So we have a couple more years yet before she'll be able to run. I love that you guys have like different um, ends of the spectrum <laughs> where the kids are really young and then Jamie, your daughter's getting in the teenage years. So this is helpful for everyone to see what it might look like at those different ages. Why don't you share with us how your kids got into dog sledding? Um, so Riley was, was born into it. I had her in November. She was going to her first dog sled races at the end of January. So she's, she's grown up with dogs. Um, so I'm not going to say she didn't have a choice. I tell her every time, every day, you don't have to help if you don't want to. Um, but she's just grown up with it. When she was three, she, my mom bought her her first sled. And we played with that, much like Jennifer's doing. We played with that for quite a while. And she just really enjoyed running around, pushing it, and having fun. And then we eventually hooked a dog up to it. Um, she did her very first ever race at six. We did a dryland race. They let her run Canacross. Our club is phenomenal about supporting junior mushers. So they are willing to give them opportunities at a young age if, um, if they feel that they can handle it. So she did her first dryland race with Canacross. And just um fell in love with it we laughed because she actually ran out of her shoe for that race <laughs> um i had i had gone out and um i didn't feel that any of my dogs at the time i think i had six or seven dogs i didn't think that any of them were uh bomb proof enough for her to work with entirely on her own out on the trail they were a bit crazy and uh, so i'd gone out and found a dog for her a beautiful siberian husky that was a perfect fit for her and um, then she said, oh, I love this so much. Then she wanted to do two-dog sled. So she did her first two-dog sled race. She was seven. They, again, they let her go a year earlier than um, the, the minimum guidelines um, that they had. Um, so she went at seven years old. She ran her first two-dog sled race. And it's been downhill from there on my end of the world. <laughs> So she's run two dog junior, three dog junior. She started four dog classes two years ago. Um, we traveled uh, into Canada all the way to, to Kearney, Ontario that year. She raced in the adult four dog classes in Kearney, Ontario. Last year she decided she wanted to go faster. So my partner in all this, he also has a kennel of his own. He has Eurohounds and he 
hooked her up to four of his hounds, which was just added to the addiction. She likes to go fast. So um, this year she had a wonderful opportunity from a fellow musher in Michigan to take on a dog imp imported from Finland, uh, so a true Euro hound. And she added her to the to the kennel here. Borrowed three more dogs, so we were, she's currently racing a four dog team of hounds. She has a six dog team of Siberian huskies and hounds. It's a fun little hodgepodge. And then another musher has asked her to race his two dog pro class team for the season. And so that's that's where we're at now. She's wanted to run six dogs for as long as I can remember, so she's super excited to have that option this year. And then she did actually, like I said, she she bought a dog last weekend. She bought one of the dogs off of the two dog team, so oh, that works out well. <laughs> yeah, so thankfully we don't have to bring him home yet. But, yeah, so she, she's just uh, she's grown up with it, fallen in love with it. Um, we have other animals. We have dairy goats. She has a horse, but she just absolutely loves those dogs. And I think part of it is because that's all she's ever known. But. Well, I, I like that you ask her to double check and make sure that this is still something she wants to do, that it's still something she likes, because not all kids who grow up with it like it. it. You definitely have an upper hand a little bit to see how much fun it is, because most people, if you try it, you like it. But it's it's really interesting to see that you're giving her that decision, that freedom. You're not forcing it or anything. And she probably likes it that much more because it's her choice. That's just my guess on it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do I do force her to do some of the work. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that that's only understandable. <laughs> um, but she's also very willing to, to do a lot of the work, too. There are days when I don't get home until well after dark from work, and she'll go ahead and take care of all the dogs and, and handle that stuff. And she's very observant and things like that. So it, it definitely pays to have her grown up in it. Yes. And Jennifer, your kids are certainly growing up in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we all are really, I mean, it's just kind of been hit the ground running and I mean, I'm constantly, <laughs> constantly expanding my knowledge in the sport. There's so much to learn. Um, they are, I mean, they're learning right along with me, honestly. I mean, we started with a plastic toboggan sled hooked up to a couple of dogs to see if this is what they wanted to do. And the next thing I know, we're buying a kick sled and then a basket sled. And now I'm buying toboggan sled so they can still ride with me. And yeah, now I need to buy a sprint sled. <laughs> so I'm not running a cheap, affordable one anymore. So yeah, it sounds like I could learn a lot from Jamie's daughter. <laughs> Well, it's good to get them exposed to it at a young age, for sure. Um, but like you said, Jennifer, doing it as a family, learning together as a family, it's such a good bonding experience that like to have a common hobby that everyone's on board with and enjoying. It's it's hard to find those. That's, you know, that's fun for everybody and getting everyone outside and a healthy, good sport. Yeah, absolutely. And just having the animal aspect, too. I think it's so great for kids to grow up with animals, whether it be dogs, cats, horses, all of it. It's so great for them to have that bond. That's something that I had growing up. And I guess that's kind of maybe what kickstarted all of this is I grew, I grew up with horses and we always had a family dog. I actually was bike drawing with my family dog as a kid. I didn't know that's what it was called, but... That's how I would exercise our dogs. So just to have, because we live out in the country, so there isn't a lot of kids around for my kids to play with. So they have their dogs. They can go outside and spend time with them, whether, I mean, even when we're not mushing, you know, they're outside with their dogs. So 
it's great to see that too. And just the bond that they share with, you know, the specific dogs that they've bonded with. I mean, their entire time. Oh my gosh, I can't talk. Their entire childhood, really. My daughter was a year old and we started getting dogs. So do you have any tips and tricks for, for parents who aren't into dog sledding right now? but are kind of considering something to expose their kids to it or maybe to get into it like as a family or just let their kids race. How would you recommend that they educate themselves or expose themselves to it? I absolutely encourage everyone to attend a dog sled race um, and don't be afraid to talk to people. Um, Obviously, I've been I've been doing it for so long that I don't I don't feel new at all. But um, we encourage people to come and talk to us when we're out with the dogs at the truck, um, especially with Riley around. It's it's a really easy transition to have the kids talk a little bit, um, and then uh, to to meet the people and try and find some sort of mentor. You don't have to go out and get a bunch of dogs to get your kids started in the sport. Um, many of us are willing to offer up a couple of dogs for young kids, for newcomers to try it or even race it. Some of our mentors, because even at 27 years in the sport, I still have mentors. Um, they have for years put junior mushers on the back of their sleds with their dogs. Um, so it's, it's a good opportunity to do that or to check into local clubs to see what those options are because there are always people that are willing to to stand up and help in our community. As a kid, I'd mentioned I was interested in dog sledding and my parents would drive me all over the state of Wisconsin. We went to a couple races a year and as a kid, I can attest to all of the mushers and the dog handlers being so friendly and the race officials being willing to explain things to you and being so kind. So yes, don't be afraid to talk to them. Sometimes they don't have time at that particular moment. So maybe look for a good window, but everyone is willing to share their knowledge. Yeah, I know. I mean, this is just me, but when somebody comes over to us, especially when we're starting to get ready to go to a class or something, I'm pretty upfront and saying, I, I don't have time right now, but I'm done running at this time. If you want to come back to my truck, I will happily talk to you and go through stuff with you. And that usually works out really well. And even going to a race, you might be able to help handle, take going up to the starting line or helping catch dogs at the end of the race. Um, I... I helped quite a few at my first race and at the dry land race, mushers that I had never met, but I was able to learn a lot from them and just watching them with their dogs and helping them out with their dogs. It's, it's really a great experience and it's a great environment for anyone who's wanting to learn more to just go and, um, you know, have patience when they're getting ready to run. But like Jamie said, just, you know, ask what time they're done and anybody is willing to offer some advice or talk about dogs. I mean, I could talk about dogs all day, every day. <laughs> so, and that's usually how it is. It's, it's really, it's fun. And, um, like Jamie mentioned about the clubs, I know in Minnesota, we have a few clubs that get together and a lot of it's just recreational mushers. Um, many of them are not racing competitively. It's just for fun. Um, and join those groups on Facebook and go to the events and, um, you just meet, you know, regular people who aren't necessarily calling themselves mushers. They're just out bike joring or sledding with a few of their dogs. 
And it's really a great way to intro yourself into starting if that's what you want to get into. And um, I think if you want to get into the racing part of it, I would talk to um, the seasoned mushers about adopting their dogs their older dogs that they're going to be rehoming at the end of a race season because those dogs are going to be way easier <laughs> to learn from too than trying to that's something that I I didn't know getting into it I you know with rescuing dogs and stuff like that it's not as easy to jump into this into the sport with a bunch of rescue dogs versus having some retired mushing dogs um, from other kennels um, my recent dog I just purchased from uh, kennel up north and I wish in hindsight that I would have done that from the start versus starting with puppies and rescue dogs not that that's a bad thing and it's not that you can't you know create a team with those types of dogs but you're not going to be competitive um it's, it's going to be more for fun it's a lot more work yes <laughs> that's you that's how I started. I, I started at 14 years old. My mom let me dive into this as a junior musher, and that's how I started with all rescued Siberians. And, yeah, it's a lot of work, and it's a lot of frustration mm -hmm. um, to do it that way, which is why I like to mentor people. I'm like, I made all the mistakes in the book. I'm going to help you <laughs> not do that. <laughs> right. How do you balance family life with uh, being in such a evolve involved sport? So do you have any rules or boundaries or is everyone just totally happy to delve into this a hundred percent um i guess at our house we're we're a hundred percent in um there have been times where with riley especially now getting older we've had to say okay well you're not going to get to do this dog related thing because that's the only punishment i have <laughs> um but we're, we're pretty much all in it's it's all done together as a family, so um, that's that's part of our family time. Uh, we travel a lot, so a lot of our vacations are dog-related. Um, so, like, last weekend, we drove over to Baldwin, Michigan. We left Friday morning and got back at 1 o'clock in the morning Monday. Um, but that was our little family trip for the weekend, and we'll do that. We, we typically race five to six sled races a season and four to five dryland races. Um, so that's part of our family stuff. Um, and thankfully my mom stays home and takes care of the dogs we don't take with us. So, um, but it's, it's very much an all in thing here. It's, we're still finding a balance. Um, I'm not sure how many more dogs we'll be adding, um, right now, just because my kids are so young and I want to make sure that it's something that they are all in on, or at least one of them wants to pursue right now. Um, I'm looking at entering a couple races here at the end of February, and that would involve like a family trip to the dogs and kids and my husband. And we're going to go and um, should the snow hold out, <laughs> go and just kind of make like a mini family vacation out of it, too, while we're over in Wisconsin. So um, it's it's definitely trying to find that that fine line between <laughs> too much and still having family time. I was actually just talking to my husband about this this morning about, you know, right now it's been so cold. So the kids haven't wanted to go running because it's been sub-zero temps that I'm running in. So I've been running more frequently at night just because I need to be here for them too and not just running dogs all the time either. So it's, it's definitely a fine line. Um, it's not 
something that's always easy and it's a lot easier if you have your kids want to be involved in it for sure so. it definitely gets easier as they get older too so yeah there's still hope yeah i know <laughs> well my daughter's just chomping at the bit but she's just she's so little i need <laughs> it's so hard to um help her right now i wish that the snow was good but it's just it's so icy so for her to even stand both feet on the brake the sled doesn't stop <laughs> so that leads into my next question have you guys had any challenges that you've overcome with your kids it could be just you as a mom trying to do this and juggling everything or to get your kids interested in the sport or to have them be involved what are some challenges that you've gone through I haven't had too much of an issue getting and keeping Riley involved, obviously. Um, in terms of the sport, one of our biggest challenges, and it still continues to be one, is keeping her warm. So um, that's something kids' winter wear isn't necessarily as great as stuff for adults. I'm, you know, super excited this year she wears adult size boots. Um, <laughs> but I guess I, I, for, for me, um, with that, that, that has been a big challenge. Um, we tend to run um four or five teams of dogs when we train uh, and at races as she wants to do bigger teams that means longer races so it's that is a battle that i think most people don't realize kids especially when they're young don't always recognize that they're cold and then all of a sudden their fingers and their toes hurt and then we have total meltdowns um but that that is something that we don't realize with with kids is that how quickly they get cold and that they don't realize they're cold um, that's a good way to turn somebody off of the sport. Yep. So I feel like we have a, a financial investment in hand and foot warmers most of the time. Yep. I actually invested in a toboggan sled specific. I can't even race the toboggan sled, but I've invested in a toboggan sled with a sled bag that they both fit inside. So yes. that I can, they can keep going with me because the basket sled laid outgrown and, um, yeah, I bought that. I wanted to buy a sprint sled this year, <laughs> but instead I bought a toboggan sled so I can still take my kids with me. What has been one of your proudest moments or one of your most interesting stories that relate to your family being involved in dog sledding? I have a really cool one. It's from three or four years. Well, maybe longer than that. With Riley's second year racing, we were going to the uh, Three Bears Land of Lakes race, um, which is this coming weekend, too. Um, there was an accidental non-gate change or gate got changed for the two-dog or th two-dog teams, so the kids' teams, to go out, and they're only supposed to go, like, two miles, and we're all standing at the finish line and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting, and there's no kids coming back. They're only supposed to go two miles. And turns out this gate had been flipped or not flipped. So the kids were out on like the eight dog trail or the big long trail. And Riley realized she had an issue. She had two dogs that um, each weighed more than she did at the time. And she managed to hook her little self down and get them turned around and uh, wait, wait for help to get her going too. But she handled it in a an adult ski drawer who was out at the same time with them actually had zero control over her dogs. And Riley took care of her own dogs and managed to help this other person as well. So that's something that I've always kind of kept in the back of my head, that she's a tough little cookie and she knows what she's doing. So it's kind of a cool, cool thing. Well, and the responsibility, the presence of mind that you have to have, it's teaching kids so much, but that is really impressive. So you tell her that I'm impressed by that story as well. <laughs> 
I don't have anything that impressive. <laughs> um, I guess just this year, just watching my kids uh, start to run the dogs on their own on our sleds. Um, it's It's been really cool to watch and to see them get excited. Um, I'm just, I'm excited to build on that and see where that takes them, whether they race or not race. I think it's just a really cool thing to be doing it's with absolutely them. absolutely awesome to see kids working with animals. I did hear from a couple people who... The parents are into dog sledding and their kids just aren't feeling it yet. Do you have any tips to rope those kids in? Maybe that you've seen on your own children, something that they could do to get their kids more excited about it? I always leave that option open. That's my big thing is if we're going to try something new or do something different, the door's always open, but I'm not shoving her through it. Um, but I do try and make it appealing. I'm not going to lie. Um, things like puppies <laughs> always seem to work really well, but, um, you know, just to give, give an example of right now, Riley doing what she's doing at the, at the level she's doing it, we need to upgrade her equipment. She's very, very hesitant to do that. She's a bit scared to change her sled. So we just, we leave the door open and kind of encourage her. She needs, she needs to upgrade her sled. So we encourage her to play with the high tech sleds when we're not running the dog. So at 13, she's still running around and playing at the dog sled races. So we get her to play on the, the high tech sled. So she gets even more comfortable with it so that the time comes where, which will be this weekend. Don't tell her that I'm going to tell her that she probably should try it for her little two dog class. Um, so little things like that. Um, a fellow musher here, his daughter at about Riley's age completely fell out of racing she she wanted nothing to do with it anymore she was into gymnastics and stuff and he did the same thing probably part of where i learned it from he left the door open and said at any time you want to come back and pick it up again you're welcome to do it and she graduated high school and came back and said all right dad i want to do it again and it's been i don't want to age my friend mel but she's she's my age and she's still running dogs she's married another musher they have their own kennel um but her dad just left the door open and that makes it a, a big thing. I think you can't, if they're not quite there, don't shove them because you're not going to get there, but leave them the opportunity. I'd say, yeah, that's, my daughter is definitely more interested than my son is. Um, he's more interested when he's able to actually run the dogs or stand on the runners with me versus riding in the sled now at this point, but he's going to be eight this year. So he is at that age where he could start running his own team at these races. So I think allowing them to do more with the dogs, which can sometimes be scary. <laughs> um, but, you know, giving them the proper equipment, helmets, all that stuff, and letting them try. And always leaving the door open, like Jamie said. So if they decide they want to pursue something else, they can certainly pursue something else. But it's always there as an opportunity, which I don't know. I don't... <sighs> I don't necessarily, I don't know how it's going to pan out for us. I guess it's still very new to me even. So it's, there's a lot of opportunity there for them to grow and kind of run with it. And I'll just kind of be in the background pooper scooper, I guess. <laughs> the things that I, I've had to go through with is Riley at the age of Jennifer's kids was very much the same way. I just want to get on the back of the sled. I don't want to do any of the work or anything like that. And so every every season where we start training more and then she's like, I want to add a dog to a team or I want to move up a class, um, we negotiate. We do do that, that, okay, you need to, to step up your work end of things a little bit more. You need to help Pooper Scoop because that's like her least favorite thing to do. Um, 
you need to do more of that kind of stuff. And then this last year, um, she has done enough and pushed enough that I, she has her own dogs now. Like she was able to do pick a puppy out of our litter and then get, get the hounds and stuff like that. But each time we do do that, it does bring another level of responsibility. So she's never been on the edge of, of wanting to run the dog. She's always on the edge of, I don't want to do all the work. So, um, so that is, that is something that we have, we have managed to do. Um, and seems to be okay with that for, uh, it works for us to do that. Yeah, that's a, that's a good tip. And I, and I like what you said, Jennifer, about giving them that responsibility because once they try it on their own, they get a little bit, I've seen it, a sense of pride and excitement. You feel a little bit more grown up. You feel like you can do this on your own and it becomes your own passion instead of your parents' passion. What a great discussion. And I can't thank Jamie and Jennifer enough for spending time sharing their passion. 